G'day and welcome to Is It Relevant Today? Right here on Faith FM. I'm Marius Jigau and on this show we're examining biblical concepts and ideas and asking ourselves the important question, is it relevant today? Or is it as outdated and ridiculous as drawing little mustaches on magazine covers? The title of our presentation today is Disappointed. How many of you have been disappointed at some time in your life? I remember when we went to the Gold Coast, there's a restaurant that we often go to. We call it our restaurant. It's where Gabrielle and I celebrated our engagement, where we celebrated a number of anniversaries. And this time when we went, they had changed the menu. Oh, I was so disappointed. And they're an Italian restaurant, and they cook the food in front of you where you can see it. But because of COVID, they didn't do that either. And again, I was further disappointed. And they didn't even have a menu. They have this little QR code thing that you scan your phone, and it's all very disappointing. Disappointments can come in many different shapes and sizes. The Oxford English Dictionary defines disappointment as sad or displeased because someone or something has failed to fulfill one's hopes or expectations. Disappointment generally occurs when someone or something has failed to reach our expectations. The thing that we hoped would happen doesn't end up happening, and we're disappointed. And I've noticed that disappointment is proportional to the level of expectations. When we were on the Gold Coast, it was Daniel's birthday, and we wanted to get a cake for him, but we left it a little late, and I couldn't find anyone to make the cake. They were all saying, oh, we're booked out, sorry about that. But Gabrielle found someone on Facebook, through a Facebook group, and I texted her and she said, yep, I can do this. Can you send a $50 deposit? And I said, sure. I figured most people ask for deposits for cakes before they're made. And I said, okay, I'm going to send it through and I'll send you a screenshot of the transfer. It'll probably come through tomorrow because it's a new payment and everything. And she said, oh, no, no, no. Can you send it through this payment method so that the money comes in straight away? That was a little alarm bell for me. But I thought, ah, yeah, okay, whatever. So I sent the money through. And a couple of days later, she texted back and said, my daughter and I have COVID and I can't make the cake. And she also said, I'll return you the money as soon as possible. Now, a week went by and the money didn't come. A month went by and the money didn't come back. After another month, we sent her a text reminding her that she hadn't sent the money back and she didn't even open the text. And a few weeks ago, we sent another text. Again, the text was left unopened. But to be honest, I wasn't all that disappointed because my expectations were never high at all. I had a suspicion I was getting scammed when they asked for the money that very day. However, when we have high expectations, we can be extremely disappointed. Quite often, we can be very disappointed when someone that we care about does something to disappoint us. We can also be extremely disappointed in ourselves and sometimes even more than in other people. The disciples were disappointed in a way that differs drastically from most of us. And we'll find out how just after this song.
When I cannot feel When my wounds don't heal Lord, I humbly kneel Hidden in You Lord, You are my life So I don't mind to die Just as long as I'm Hidden in If I could just sit with you a while If you could just hold me Nothing could touch me Though I'm wounded, though I die If I could just sit with you a while I need you to hold me Moment by moment Till forever passes by When I should have been Crying out my God And hidden in you Lord, I need you now More than I know how So I humbly Just sit with you a while If you could just hold me Nothing could touch me Though I'm wounded, though I die If I could just sit with you a while I need you to hold me Moment by moment Till forever passes by
I need you to hold me. Moment by moment, till forever passes by. Moment by moment, till forever passes by. Welcome back to Is It Relevant Today? I'm Marius Jigao, and today we're looking at disappointment. We've so far discovered that our expectations determine the level of our disappointment. When we have very high expectations, we can be far more disappointed than when we have low expectations. The disciples were disappointed in a way that differs drastically from most of us, and the reason for this is that their expectations were as high as they can be. Can you imagine walking with Jesus? And for three and a half years, witnessing miracle after miracle after miracle. He touches lepers and he doesn't get leprosy. In fact, they get cleansed of their leprosy. He heals people who are blind. Even the wind obeys him. And towards the end of his ministry on earth, he calls Lazarus from the grave, who had been dead for four days, and Lazarus walks out. And then what I believe to have been the high point of their experience so far was when Jesus entered Jerusalem. Can you imagine just how excited the disciples would have been? They've been waiting for Jesus to assert his position as king for three and a half years. And here it's finally happening. They're thinking he's finally taking his rightful place. But not just that, the people around are all accepting him as king. Can you imagine what would have gone through their minds? Now we're finally going to get the Romans. Imagine a war with the Romans with Jesus as your commander. If the Romans wound or kill anyone, he can heal or raise them back from the dead. The Romans have absolutely no hope. Their expectations were so Hi, can you imagine what they were when they saw Jesus on the cross? And how utterly gutted they would have been. Their hopes were dashed. They would have been like, what's going on? How could this be happening? Today we're going to have a bit of a look at the story about the road to Emmaus, which is found in Luke chapter 24, beginning in verse 13. Verse 13 says, Now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. Now, we're not told who these two were. We're told a little later that one of them was called Cleophas. I'm of the personal opinion that these two were a couple. And I'm actually of the opinion that these two were the aunt and uncle of Jesus. The reason I think this is because of John chapter 19 verse 25 where it says, Now there stood by the cross Jesus' mother and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Clopas. That name is very similar, in fact just one letter difference to the name that we find in Luke. Now it's quite frequent throughout the different gospels and different books on the Bible for names of the same people to have a slightly different spelling. The other reason I believe that it's possibly his auntie and uncle is because they were in the inner circle. This was the very same day that Jesus had raised from the dead. 
His disciples weren't even sure whether it had actually happened. And it would have been unlikely for this news to spread very far at this time. The other reason I think it's probably the case is because they're going and it implies that they're staying at the same house. Now, I can't be 100% sure, but it appears that this is likely the aunt and uncle of Jesus. It continues, they talked together of all these things which had happened. So it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained so that they did not know him. There are many reasons I've heard for why people think that they did not recognize Jesus. And we'll examine some of them just after this song. Great is thy faithfulness, O God my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see, and all I have needed, thy hands hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord. back to Is It Relevant Today, right here on Faith FM. I'm Marius Jigao and today we're looking at disappointment. 
We've so far discovered that our expectations determine the level of our disappointment. We've also discovered that the disciples on the way to Emmaus were likely Jesus' aunt and uncle, and that they did not recognize Jesus when he was walking beside them. Now, I've heard a number of explanations why this might be the case, ranging from sand in their eyes to that they were so sad and weeping that they could not see him properly to Jesus may have been wearing a cloak over his head and they didn't see him. I personally think that God didn't want them to recognize him. And the reason is because if they would have recognized Jesus straight away, the whole thing that Jesus wanted to do, which was to explain himself in the Old Testament, I don't think they would have heard a word. Imagine, if they would have realized it was Jesus from the beginning, they would have been so happy that he's there that everything would have gone straight over their heads. It continues by saying, And he said to them, What kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Then one, whose name was Cleophas, said to him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which happened here in these days? And he said to them, What things? So they said to him, The things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God, and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned and crucified him. The disciples were so disappointed because of something that the religious leaders did. Have you ever been disappointed about something that religious leaders have done? It's interesting that when our religious leaders do something that we don't agree with, it can often be very disappointing. And the reason that this often is the case is because our expectations are so high. I remember a number of times when I've been doing Bible studies with people. And we do these studies and they're ready to come to church for the first time. And you can see what's going through their mind. Wow! As they're going through scripture and they're realizing all these new truths that they didn't know before. And they're excited to come to church and they're thinking, I cannot wait to see the people actually living out these truths. It's gonna be awesome. And they come to church and it's like, uh, and some of the things they see can sometimes be disappointing. Now, I personally dread the thought that something I may say may cause someone to stop coming to church. I really dread that thought. At the beginning of Luke chapter 17, it says that it's impossible that some will not be offended, but woe to him through whom that offense comes. Right? Some people are much easier to offend than others. And what it's saying is that it's impossible that someone won't get offended, but that doesn't excuse you from making sure that you are careful not to be the one who causes this offense. It continues by saying it would be better to have a millstone tied around your neck and for you to be thrown into the sea. That's a pretty vivid imagery that's used here. It continues, but we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day since these things happened. Yes, and certain women in our company who arrived to the tomb early astonished us as they did not find his body. They came saying that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. 
And certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. Have you ever had the experience where you're searching for Jesus, you're seeking him, and it seems that those around you can find him, but you can't? You go there and you don't see him. Or you may come to church and hear a person saying, Oh, God answered this prayer and God has been doing this in my life. And you're thinking, Why isn't God answering my prayers? Why aren't these amazing things happening in my life? Why did they get to find him and I don't? This next song is one that was recommended by one of our listeners. It's a beautiful tune by Carly Fletcher called Follow the Lamb. We will keep the commandments of God Through the faithfulness of Jesus Christ With patient endurance and faith We will follow, follow the Lamb We will follow the Lamb Wherever He goes Walking in the light on this narrow road We will give our lives for the cause of Christ We will follow, follow Walking in the light on this narrow road, we will give. 
Welcome back to Is It Relevant Today? I'm Marius Jigo, and today we're looking at disappointment. We've so far discovered that the disciples on the way to Emmaus were likely Jesus' aunt and uncle, and that they were thoroughly disappointed, as are many in our world today, because of something that their religious leaders did. Furthermore, some of the women had found Jesus, but when they looked in the same place, they did not. The text continues, Then he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. I was thinking about this verse, and I think that there is a key word in this verse, and that word is the word all. You see, they believed some of what the prophets have said. Jesus said, slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets had spoken. They believed the parts that suited them. He continues by saying, Ought not the Christ have suffered these things and enter into his glory? I think that the many times that our disappointments are so great is because our expectations are misguided. The way that we envision things happening are not God's plan for us. They're not his vision. And when our vision doesn't happen, then we get thoroughly disappointed. I often ask myself, how did the disciples not remember that Jesus told them he would be betrayed and that he would be put to death and that he would rise on the third day? How did that slip through their minds? I mean, he said it many times throughout his ministry. At the beginning of his ministry, he used different illustrations and allegories. He said, as the serpent was lifted up, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. As Jonah was in the belly of a fish, right? Destroy this temple and I will raise it up in three days. But towards the end of his ministry, he was much more direct in what he said. He said that the rulers would take him and that they would kill him. But he would be raised on the third day. I wonder how Peter didn't remember that as a response to this, he said, far be it from you, Lord. And Jesus said to him, Get behind me, Satan. How did Peter forget this? Think of what's happening here on the road to Emmaus. Mary had seen Jesus, Peter had seen Jesus, and some of the other Marys had spoken to the angels. So the word was getting out, but still these two were sad. And you think that at some point, one of the disciples, during their sadness, would have stopped and said, Hang on a minute, guys. Jesus told us this would happen. But they don't. And the only reason I can think of that this happened is because the plan that they had was so vastly different from the plan that God had. They could not even begin to conceive anything but their idea of what Jesus would do. How many times have you been disappointed because your plan didn't work out? I often see people have an idea of what God should do. And when that doesn't happen, they blame God. Why didn't God allow this to happen? Why didn't God answer this prayer? Why didn't God do this? Why didn't God do that? And they get disappointed. And I have to be honest. There was a day last year when I was really disappointed. I'd been praying for something for quite a while. And in fact, I'd spent a whole night at church praying for this thing. And it seemed to me that this was God's plan. 
That was the logic that I had, but God was silent. Why? And I realized that the disappointment that I had wasn't God's fault. It was my fault. It was my fault because I thought that God has to do what I think he should do. I thought that I knew what he should be doing. There's a quote, in fact, it's one of my favorite quotes from one of the founders of the Adventist Church, Ellen White, and it says, God never leads his children otherwise than they would choose to be led. I like this. God never leads his children otherwise than they would choose to be led if they knew the end from the beginning. Essentially, if we knew the end from the beginning, we would choose exactly the same path with exactly the same suffering, with exactly the same trouble and exactly the same heartache as God is allowing us to go through today. If you could choose to witness one thing that Jesus did in his life, if you could see it, what would it be? Maybe the Mount of Transfiguration? Feeding the 5,000? Lazarus being raised from the dead? I'll let you know what I would choose right after this song. How could it be this baby in my arms Sleeping now so peacefully The Son of God The angels said How could it be Lord I know He's not my own Not of my flesh Not of my bone Still Father let This baby be The son of my love Father show me where I fit Into this plan of yours How can a man be father to the Son of God? Lord, for all my life I've been a simple carpenter How can I raise a king? How can I raise a king? He looks so small His face and hands so fair And when he cries The sun just seems to disappear But when he laughs It shines again How could it be? Show me where I fit into this plan of yours How can a man be father to the Son of God? Lord, for all my life I've been a simple carpenter 
carpenter How can I raise a king How can I raise a king How could it be This baby in my arms Sleeping now So peacefully The Son of God The angel said How could it be Welcome back to Is It Relevant Today, right here on Faith FM. I'm Marius Jigao, and today we're looking at disappointment. We've so far discovered that the disciples on the road to Emmaus were thoroughly disappointed because of something their religious leaders did. We also discovered that the disciples were very disappointed because the plan that Jesus had and the one that they had were so completely different. And when their plan didn't come to fruition, they could not in any way comprehend that by what was happening, God was fulfilling His plan. We left the previous segment with the question, if you could choose to witness one of the things that Jesus did in His life, what would it be? I would personally choose to listen to Jesus on the road to Emmaus and hear Him explaining the Old Testament and explaining the types and prophecies that pointed to him. I think that that would be something amazing to hear. It says, beginning at Moses. Now, I believe that this refers to beginning in the books that Moses wrote. And you can imagine that Jesus is going through every one of the patriarchs. Abraham was told to leave his home, his place of comfort, and go to where the Lord leads him. Jesus was sent to leave his home and to go to where the Lord sent him. Abraham was told to sacrifice his son. Abraham walked for three days and it took another half a day to get up the mountain. Jesus ministered for three and a half years. God said that he would provide himself a sacrifice and that sacrifice was actually surrounded by thorns. Jesus' head was surrounded by thorns. Through Joseph, I wonder how many of these we actually miss. He had a coat, a special coat, which ended up being dipped in blood. Jesus had a coat without seams. It was woven specifically for him, and it ended up being covered in blood. Joseph was sent to find his lost brothers. Jesus was sent to find the lost humanity. Even in prison, Joseph, on one side, he has a prisoner who ends up dying, and on the other side, who has a prisoner whose life ends up being spared. And I would love to hear all the typology that he would be going through in the Old Testament. Even with Samson, at the end of his life, Samson stretches out his hands and in his death, he wins a great victory for Israel, more than he had done up to that point. I would have loved to listen to this sermon from Jesus. The text continues, Then they drew near the village where they were going, and he indicated that he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is towards evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to stay with them. It's interesting that Jesus would have continued going if they didn't invite him in. How many times have we missed out on a blessing 
because we haven't invited him in, and he just walked past. It continues, Now it came to pass that as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished from their sight. Can you imagine how much hope was building up in their hearts? As they were hearing Jesus on the road to Emmaus, they were hearing this and they were hearing that. And Jesus would have probably been saying, no, you need to look at this part of the prophecy in Isaiah, what we have to be chapter 53. And think about this prophecy and just look at our entire sacrificial service revolves around a lamb who is to be sacrificed. Jesus was the Lamb of God. And I can imagine that their hopes were building and building and building. And when they realize that it's Jesus, their response ends up being, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us on the road? And while he opened the scripture to us and they rose that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven, and those who are with them gathered together, saying, The Lord is risen indeed, and has appeared to Simon. I would like to tell you that I have a magical answer for disappointment, but I don't. But the one thing that I do know is, as the disciples were walking back to Jerusalem, they were filled with hope. Their dreams had still yet to be fulfilled. Their vision of the future would never be fulfilled. Rome was still occupying and oppressing them. In fact, what awaited them was further oppression and death for many of them. But now, while their circumstances didn't change, their vision wasn't accomplished, their perspective changed. They saw things through a new light. Jesus didn't come to defeat the Romans. He came to defeat the enemy. Jesus didn't come to conquer Caesar. He came to conquer death. And while we still suffer disappointment, through his sacrifice, we have the hope that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his promise because of what He has done for us. We have the hope of eternal life. And all this because He lives. We thank you for listening today. And don't forget to visit our YouTube channel called Is It Relevant Today? Where we have video presentations on many topics, including the one we've just been talking about called The Disciple's Disappointment. We look forward to seeing you next week. I'm Marius Jigau. God bless. And I hope you have a magnificent day. And his son, they called him Jesus. He came to love, heal, and forgive. He lived and died to buy my pardon. An empty grave is there to prove my Savior lives because he.
just because he lives how sweet to hold a newborn baby and feel the pride and joy he brings yet sweeter still that calm assurance that child can certain days because he lives because he lives I can face tomorrow because he lives all fear is gone because I know who holds the future and life is worth the living just because he lives And then one day I'll cross that river I'll fight life's final war with pain And then as death gives way to victory I'll see the
Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. And when I think that God, His Son not sparing, sent Him to die, I scarce can take it in. That on a cross my burdens gladly bearing He bled and died to take away my sin Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee How great Thou art, how great Thou art then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. And when Christ shall come, with shout of acclamation, and take me home, what joy shall fill my heart Then I shall bow In humble adoration And there proclaim My God, how great Thou art Then sings my soul My Savior God to Thee listening to Is It Relevant Today? If you have any questions or comments, please leave them on our Facebook page, Is It Relevant Today? But for now, thanks for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next week. I love to tell the story, twill be my theme in glory, to tell the old, old story. Of Jesus and His 